Okay, so we're good to go. Everybody's ready. Everybody's excited. Okay, yeah, that'll <laughs> work. And confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with that, hi, and welcome to After the Hype with me, your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me today, as always, Jonathan Hardesty. Hey! Chewie Darso. Oh, hi. Uh, Ryan James cannot be here today because he's lost in space trying to bring back the late 90s Heather Graham. Sorry, Ooh. Ryan. Uh, he will not be. Godspeed, Ryan. Godspeed. Yeah. Good luck. She is missed. Uh, with us today, we have Thomas Ford. Hey, hey. And Emily Blake. Hi. I probably should have said your name a little bit slower, but... Oh that well. was one word. Yeah. Emily <laughs> 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 Blake. Uh, do you guys, really quick before we get started here, do you guys want to say where we can find you online? I know you said your podcast is in a little bit of a holding period, but Emily's isn't. Yeah, yeah our, our podcast is at... Uh, whoops. Is Chicks Who Script. Um, at Chicks Who Script on Twitter or chickswhoscript.com. Yeah, uh, and uh, you can catch archives of Ife Gorillas on iTunes or Mixler.com slash FWrestling. What is the name of that one again? Uh, E-Fed Gorillas. E-Fed Gorillas. Yes, you told me this strange. almost every time you've been on the episode. Yeah. I can never remember it. Yeah, that's why we changed the name. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that you're really into wrestling. Uh, well, for a while there I wasn't, but now I am. So yeah. it's weird. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. And our, our, I <laughs> should say our podcast is about filmmaking. Yeah. It's like it's just... Uh, script writing, probably. the name. <laughs> Throw it out there. Well, it's not just about script writing. Okay. Yeah. That's we about interview, a lot of stuff. We interview directors, writers, p- producers, etc. Nice. You guys have made it into my weekly rotation. Yay! <laughs> that's that's not, cool. That, that's a very select like hundred because I listen to podcasts as I run. But that means you're talking to me as I run, oh. which is good because you're distracting me from running. All right. <laughs> Next time we record, I'll make sure to like direct it right at oh, you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Just be like, watch out for that turn. <laughs> run, run, Brian, run. <laughs> this one goes out to Brian. Watch out for that pothole. <laughs> it's, important. it's more watch out for that car. I've yeah. almost been hit by cars in Burbank on a weekly basis. People are assholes yeah. in Burbank. Yep. Yep. And then they blame me. Like they you almost hit me, and then they get out. Like what the fuck, man? It's like, dude, you pedestrian. Stop making <laughs> eye contact with them, because then they assume that you're gonna stop for them. You need to spike your hair up and look angry. Then they won't. I just bother need to you. start wearing cut off shirts and yes. just like draw muscles on my non muscled arm. Yeah, <laughs> basically <laughs> Seth Rogen neighbors too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll get started with where have you been doing. Uh, I will go first. I finished Dark Souls 3. Ooh, how was it? Uh, it was frustrating as all hell, <laughs> uh, like many Dark Souls games are. It was easier to get OP than any of the Soulsborne series. Oh, really? Um, which is both good and absolutely terrible. Uh, it kind of undercuts what Dark Souls is known for and what it's good for. You were mostly screaming about it the whole time. I was mostly screaming <laughs> about other players. The PvP aspect is like through the roof on this one, like more so than any of the other ones I've ever played, where there's just lots and lots and lots of invasions, uh. which is cool if that's what you're into, but I'm not, and that's what would drive me up the wall because I'd do well with a we- I'd be doing really well with a level, and then I get randomly invaded by some schmo who would just decimate me, and then I had to start over from the beginning, and that got really really annoying. And it was fun, and I really enjoyed it, and it's beautiful, and it's great. And if you've ever well, enjoyed any of the Soulsborne, you should definitely pick it up. But well, as a question to you, just general, having played all these, is it starting to get a little tired? The the formula no. of the game? No, no they keep it. They keep it fresh. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I don't really get tired by video games. I mean, I'm playing uh, Uncharted Four right now, and if I'm able to play Uncharted Four, I can really play any redundant game. Um, <laughs> that's more of a dig at Uncharted Four than I meant it to be. Uh, but no, it, it's it, it's still fresh, it's still new, and it's uh, it's definitely a swan song and a farewell to the Dark Souls series. So I feel like they're exiting at the right moment. Like I feel like they did this one more time, it might be a little too much, <clears throat> but this is a very good way to kind of say bye. Okay. Uh, that's it for me, though. I won't chat your ear off about it. Uh, I Before I got my job as an AE at this one place, I was playing Stick of Truth, uh, the South Park game, and... I, you know, it was like nine bucks for Xbox 360 and backward compatible. So I bought it and 
It is hilarious. Which leads into kind of the second half of what I was doing is I watched the E3. Watch a bunch of the yeah. E3 streams and was kind of paying attention to that. Uh, the new South Park game coming out, the fractured but whole, <laughs> is now taking that whole RPG spin but with superheroes. And they have a trailer for it where they basically have a whole argument based off of a, a three-phase franchise plan for <laughs> superhero films. And in that like minute and a half, it cuts through everything Marvel's done and just makes fun of it. It kind of, in a weird way, brings light in their fashion to everything that I dislike about the Marvel franchise right now. Yeah, and, I, and the only way that Trey Parker and Matt Stone can do can so make it hysterical in a, like a minute and a half. And it sounds like they wanted to really do something interesting with the mechanics because there's like time and space mechanics that they're messing with yeah. where you move around and I like when you do something like that take it a little bit different take a different approach and it'll be interesting to see what that does for strategy because so far the combat in Stick of Truth has been pretty easy I just wrapped Drunk History Season 4 Ooh. and I'm very sad about it because uh, Derek Waters is an amazing director to work for and he would sing to me every day Aww. he would he would change do changes with David Bowie but as Chewy. So, so you'd be like, ch ch chew it, time to change the chew. I can't sing, so I can't do it, but it was really a great way to start my day. Uh, so I'm sad, but um, media-related, uh, since I haven't had that much time, we've been re-watching Friends. We have. Uh, and I've come to the conclusion that Ross deserves to be single his whole life. And <laughs> he kind of yeah. just sucks yeah. as a person, and... Yeah, they're definitely going to get a divorce if they did get married after the season finale. That's not going to last. Do they end up together at the end of the they show? Do. Yeah. She they do. She ends up getting off the thing. plane and running to him. Yeah. And everyone uh, thought it was happy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just go to Europe. <laughs> yeah, like when it first came out, I was like, yay, they're together. And now, like as a more older yeah. and more experienced person, it's I'm like, doomed. no. It's doomed. No. <laughs> Ross can, like, he's just one of those people that you know in life that no matter what, they can't be happy. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just so, yeah, <laughs> getting older, seeing things from new lights and changing how you watch it. It's always pretty interesting. Emily, where have you been doing? Uh, I've been watching copious amounts of Prison Break. Um, Why? <laughs> I work on Prison Break. <laughs> it's the greatest. But I am now like the office authority on every episode of Prison Break that ever aired because I watch them all day long nice. to find things. Nice. Um, uh, Turk, so that's how could you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but otherwise, I also watch a lot of other television. Um, and like lately, what? I've been watching Preacher. Preacher is oh, fucking boss. It's so good, and nobody's watching it. Oh, it's really I know. weird. It's so sad. It's I know. So good. I Arr. wanted to continue, and then I want to be uh, losing my job at some point. So I want to be like, continue the show, and then hire me on as a writer's assistant. It'd be awesome. And that's oh. what's gonna happen. Working for <laughs> Seth Rogen would be a dream. At least for me. That show's fucking great. It's because uh, it's totally un like because I only read a couple issues of the comics. I never got into them. So yep. for me, the show is completely unpredictable. Like every, now, I have no idea what's about to happen. It's I've read the entire series cover to cover. I'd say four times. I have no idea what's going oh, on. Oh wow! Like the, and I don't mean that in a bad way because yeah. I'm all for adapting things and not just making them on the screen. So I think they're doing a, a wonderful job with it. I love the show. I guess it's uh, to me now. Um, I've been watching uh, the Carmichael Show. Yeah. Um, good comedy based on NBC. It's two seasons. Uh, David Allen Greer, I believe, is uh, the dad. I think. Um, and it's just really well done. Uh, it's kind of preachy, but it's preachy from all the different perspectives of you know politics and racism and uh, culture. But it's also really hilarious too. I think so. I, I think it's a really well done <laughs> sitcom. Um, yeah, it's a multi camera. So it's not single cam, and uh, it's kind of like a, a traditional sitcom, 
but with uh, modern day values. I've never even heard that this was a show. Yeah. <laughs> Two <laughs> I seasons. I about it's... it because there's like an ad for Emmy voting up mm-hmm. on my way to work. What was the and, name again? Uh, the Carmichael Show. It's a stand-up oh, comedian. I know uh, nothing about this. And then there's a, there's a side character who's also a stand-up comedian. And uh, I think actually the, the, the woman side character is also a stand-up comedian, too. Makes sense. So, Sensing a trend. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> like, just really good casting, really good uh, chemistry between all the cast. I, I would highly recommend it. Just check out the Wait, pilot. What network is it on? Uh, NBC, I think. Oh. Yeah. Is it like a summer show? or is it... it was a summer show last year, and then they aired it in the spring. Uh, I think it just concluded about a month ago, and I just binge-watched the first two seasons. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I feel so out of the loop. It's just yeah. so, there's so many shows. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many shows. Too many platforms, too many shows. Yeah, it's a wonderful problem to have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for today, uh, celebration of the movie which comes out tomorrow, if you're listening to this in the episode of the day, on the day this episode drops, uh, Independence Day, what the fuck is the subtitle? Resurgence. That? Resurgence. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about Independence Day. No subtitle. Uh, nice. The 1996 classic, and if you uh, if you ever feel like taking a moment and going through all the movies that came out in 1996, your mind will be blown. Yep, it was a busy it's year. A Holy God! Like the I Matrix. Was, uh, Matrix is 99. Oh, okay. But, but that, like, that year this, also had a lot too. It did. But oh, this Romeo one, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. This oh. one, Twister, and you oh. can just keep the original Ghost in the Shell came out in 96. Oh my like, God! There's like so many movies that came out in 96. However, there had to be one winner in the box office, and that was Independence Day. <laughs> Um, which I'm sure we can all remember There's going so to see There's so much it. charisma in this one movie. It is just packed to the brims with charisma. <laughs> all that uh, charisma was just leaking out everywhere. It kind of was. Now, speaking of the box office, though, I was blown away, if you will, <laughs> at how little this movie cost. It cost $75 million. What? Yep. They did not spend a lot of money on this. I mean, there's a lot of like practical effects. Like All the fire going down the streets was all like models and... Um, if you ever watch the behind the scenes, they just put like cities vertical and then just shot flames yeah. straight up the wall. So that's I, how it looks like it's going down the street. It's really cool shit. The little oh. White House explode is fantastic. If you can find that footage with them, oh, yeah. just them shooting it, that you shooting them shooting it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it it makes you sad that we don't do that anymore. And it did. Uh, it started the very long toward career of Roland Emmerich trying to destroy the White House. Um, very He's determined very to blow up the White House. <laughs> is he is he on a watch list? Because if so, he, pro- if he not, probably he should be. Should be yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't he make White House Down or did he do uh, Olympus Has Fallen? One of the two. Uh, one of the two about blowing up the I White House. I get those yeah. movies mixed up all the time. Yeah, I can't remember which one's which. Doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, so it cost $75 million. Worldwide, it made 817 And then it took 20 years to get a sequel, which still is weird. Because it took them that long to get back to Earth. But that's true. Twenty but, years, but, you know, twenty years is enough time to get. They were a ways get... away. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that, but you could have said it's been twenty years. Two years later, I'm just I'm very used to today's. Um, science says it should take twenty years to get from one planet to our planet. I think you'll find. <laughs> I'm really excited. Fair enough. Because they can develop Alien a completely science. different world. Like I haven't watched the trailer because I'm really excited. I might be the only person who's excited for this movie. I'm excited for this yeah. movie. I, I have it's not got Jeff watched Goldblum in it. Um, <laughs> I've seen one still of his new outfit. I'm like, he's stylish in this he's film. He's still hot. Would uh, still hit always. It. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to see how all of that leftover technology from the, you know, the like th- two week war, mm. how has it it's impacted like days, it? the planet? It's like uh, July second, third, and fourth. That's it. Oh, That's shit. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you have all two these weeks. spaceships that have now collided on Earth. You have all these resources and materials that are completely alien. Are we just going to get a bunch of new diseases or are we going to advance like 500 years in technology? I think we just get cool new guns because that's what the trailer looks like. But really quick before we go down that road, 
Uh, we still have to do our breakdown and our review. So the review is going to be nice and short. And I th- don't know. I can guess. I don't think this guy is actually on a first-name basis with the actors Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, but he talks as if he is. So this has come from J.C. Andrew on Metacritic, written back in October 2nd of 2007. So it took a little while to get around to it. But he gave this movie not the best review, and it goes, I'm so sorry, Jeff and Will. Two actors, one horrible script. Zero out of ten. Woo! Harsh words from J.C. Andrew. He doesn't. It's understand. really thoughtful. Yeah, like yeah he really he put, put a lot of work in. Put it. a lot of work into that one kind of a sentence review. I'm going to give that <laughs> review a zero out of ten. Too. <laughs> but Jeff and Will, if you know this J.C. guy, let us know. <laughs> and if you do, I mean, what a dick way to say. Is I don't that the enjoy alien from the mothership yeah. reviewing this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Those let me guys p- are dicks. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. I got my timer ready. All right. Uh, Emily, are you ready to go? I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good enough. <laughs> go, 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 go. Aliens come to our planet to kill us but uh, by blowing up our landmarks, but Jeff Goldblum's super smart, and he gets Will Smith to fly him up to the mothership where he plugs his Mac into their PC, and for some reason that works, and it blows up the mothership. Meanwhile, the president gives a cool speech, and drunk Randy Quaid blows up the baby ship, win the day, and there's also women in this movie. <laughs> some women. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd say you did it. <laughs> I don't think it was quite as concise as your Fury Road one, um, but still good job. Well done. Uh, 10 seconds to spare, which is always annoying. I need to start shortening this thing a whole bunch, but what can you do? So as it goes with this thing, since you succeeded, I don't get to make fun of you, but you can make fun of me. Okay. Go for it. You're so lame. You still wear a wristwatch. <laughs> Aww. Does that make him lame or sophisticated? <laughs> I'm going with sophisticated because I feel better about sophisticated myself. Sophisticated <laughs> can also be a nice term for out of touch, but I don't know. <laughs> well, two insults in a row. <laughs> <laughs> One of them from my wife. This is fantastic. Uh, okay. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So let's get started. I, I want to start a little bit with this one, if we can remember, 20 years ago. Oh, um, 20 years ago. I know. It was a long I time. I was 12. I was 10 but I did see this movie in the theater the day it came out, which was pretty exciting. I did not, and I was very upset about it. But that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the <laughs> hype of this thing. Because I remember with this thing coming out, we had Will Smith in it, who was uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He'd been in Bad Boys. But other than that, not really much. So either you watched him in that, or you were able to see an R-rated film, or you didn't really know him that well. So it was like a big deal that he was in this. And this was like that summer blockbuster. And I remember being really, really excited about it. But if any of you remember your first experience, if you will, with this movie, please let us know. Well, one funny thing about it is this I saw this movie pre-seeing Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz so this movie came out when I was 12 and I didn't see Star Wars when I was 14. Hmm. And it was really amu- weird to me like I was like super into all the action sequences and be like, "Oh my god, I've never seen anything like this before." And then I'd see people complain like, ah, "It's just like Star Wars, guys." I'm like, "I don't know what that is." This is amazing. You don't even know what it was? But I didn't know. My parents did not do things like that they did not no you, they did I, not I know expose your parents. me yeah. so the, the fact that i even saw star wars in theaters when it came out in 97 was amazing and then it changed my life um but beyond that uh independence day not this, so much yeah <laughs> this movie gave me tingles like the speech at the end of the, when he's giving the good yeah. like america it's not just america it's everyone and it's just like it really sunk into me i absorbed it i ate it up and I still like get a little teary during that speech now. I probably wouldn't if I had seen it for a first time as an adult. But as a young child, it really sticks with you. 
I can't argue with that. I know as a kid for me, it was all about, I just liked aliens. Unlike you, I'd been watching Star Wars my whole life. And there wasn't a lot. I mean, there was sci-fi in theaters, but not a lot of really great sci-fi. Yeah. Like, so it was kind of cool to see the big summer blockbuster of the year be a mm-hmm. sci-fi movie about aliens coming and it had the big flying saucers and the flame entering like the sky and all that stuff just looked awesome to me. And then I remember watching the movie going, I liked it. But all my friends were mad at me because I did not instantly I loved love it. it. I was really, really liked it. But as we were going to do with this episode, I liked Mars Attacks more as a child. Now, as a, as an adult, I can see which one's the better film and it's not <laughs> Mars Attacks. But as a kid, I wanted to laugh more. And I laughed at Will Smith, but I didn't laugh at everybody else. And uh, Brent Spiner as the scientist. Did you laugh he at did that? nothing for me. He did nothing? Nothing for me He did nothing for me either. So we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll I get like to that later. looking at the Wamu guy that gets one line. Yeah. <laughs> He'll always be remembered to me as the Wamu guy. But for me as a kid, like getting ready for this movie, so excited for this movie, loved it. First act, and then they destroy everything. But this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Destruction. And then, then the whole like dogfight scene. This is great. And then the plot starts happening, and then I'm like, oh, no, I'm bored. I, I will have to say also when this movie came out, I was super. Uh, I was heavy into X Files. And Which they that, referenced like three mm-hmm. times in this movie. <laughs> and I was heavy into conspiracy theories. Like I was that kid in sixth and seventh grade that was reading UFO books in class. Everyone <laughs> thought I was weird, but I was With like your black braces and yeah, <laughs> Jinko jeans. Yes. <laughs> well, no, that was Jinko like, jeans that, are pretty no, damn comfortable. Actually, I wasn't that sophisticated yet because that was high school. This is middle school. Um, and yeah. I just remember wearing a really like unkept type T-shirt with a onk on it, not an onk, a uh, yin yang, because yin yangs were super cool in the nineties. They were. At that oh, point. Yep. oh, so uh, badass. I was <laughs> both sides. I was <laughs> not atta- I was not attractive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was anyone? <laughs> not not in middle school. No one's attractive. In when we take school. a harsh look back on our photos, it's nope. like oh, there's like <laughs> ten people who are attractive in middle school. And everybody hated them, the <laughs> and point, they became who we see in movies now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point of that is. At the time, I actually identified with Randy Quaid's character because I'm like, yeah, he Drunk really was. I would have believed him right away. You definitely were abducted by aliens. Why didn't anyone believe you? Why didn't anyone listen to you? This is so obviously true. And it's just like, and so then when he got his revenge, I was like, it was so, I was so into it. See, I definitely <laughs> identified with the townies making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, do you remember your first time seeing this? Uh, kind of, yeah. I think I went to see it with my parents. It was really weird because my parents hate movies. Um, so something. But this one was big enough that made them want to see it? I think it was like, yay, America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I do remember really that part where like they're over the U.S. bank building and she's like, they're opening up. And I was like, what? Get the hell out of there. Uh, and, so and the pretty. dog. Dude, when the dog. Super people, dog. Super people dog. complain about the dog scene. Like, the dog lives, but people die. But I don't know. I was really excited for the dog. I was like, you should what? be happy. I still very much remember being concerned about the dog. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just he knew to get out of the way. Yeah. Well, he just knew to, I don't think he even knew. I think yeah. he's just like, oh, oh okay. someone's calling my name. Boomer? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> but I I think uh, it was just fucking fun. And I had a. I remember coming out of the theater being like, yay, America. Yeah. You know, we beat aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I, I, watched, I watched this movie much later, but with a bunch of those disaster movies. So like this one, Armageddon, um, Deep Impact, things like those. I like, watched all those kind of in a string of movies. And, you know, it was a really depressing week afterwards and everything got <laughs> yeah. destroyed. But, but everybody wins. America wins America in all America of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the destruction, I got uh, not just a, a mindful of destruction. Yeah. And uh, took me down the dark path. But it was <laughs> still fun. That's you started your heroin addiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. That was, dark that was days. Hi- gay high school. Um, 
but no, I, I watched all those and they were all very entertaining. And this one was the most entertaining of them all. And like, I really like this one over the other ones just for just how big in scope it was. And I remember this one standing out when I watched those. I actually would have a hard time. The only thing I didn't have was Elijah Wood. This and Armageddon, I really enjoy Armageddon too. Armageddon. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's where I'm like, I'm not, was this is the biggest one in scope? I don't know. Armageddon's don't more know. got a got a better romance. It does. Mm. And oh. a better yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting misty. I just thinking of it. <laughs> he loves nothing his like kid. Yeah, nothing then, like Steven Tyler singing a song while his daughter yeah. bangs somebody. The well, most so awkward, <laughs> most <laughs> awkward use of animal crackers ever oh, captured God. on screen weird yeah. okay we're gonna keep talking about <laughs> independence day <laughs> now, now to be fair i saw uh, i've watched independence day again recently so that may be that may be skewing my past it could be. Yeah. <laughs> i've only seen armageddon once ultimately so. i still think independence day much like with mars attacks is the better film armageddon might be more fun okay yeah um tom do you remember your first time seeing it um, I'm trying to remember. I, I maybe saw it at the Boy Theater, the small little thing from 1920 in my hometown. Um, It'd be a cool place to see something. Yeah. But uh, we've, uh, my parents and I only went and saw like two or three movies, and I think that was one of them. The Turtles movies were the others, and yeah. maybe a Dante's Peak or something. But um, <laughs> that's a weird one to pull out. <laughs> well, my mom, my mom loved the disaster movies. Like she, showed, uh, okay, she showed yeah. me World of the Worlds before I saw Independence Day. Okay, from like yeah. the 50s or whatever. So, nice. um, but I. I you know, I remember really enjoying the movie, and I, I think we watched it two or three times that year once it came out on home video, and uh, then I hadn't seen it for 15 years, so it was... It's fun to go back to. Exactly. It was yeah. nice. Okay, catching all these separate things you didn't see when you were a kid. I feel like I've rewatched this movie at least once every year. Uh, I'm going to move into like how we think it's aged, and then we can actually start breaking in and breaking down this movie a little bit. But uh, the one thing that I will say about this movie and why I'm defending it versus, say, Mars Attacks, again, I'm sorry, Mars Attacks, and Mars uh, Attacks. Armageddon, is uh, out of all these movies, I think this one's aged the best. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it's still kind of definitely soaked in 90s nostalgia and that sort of stuff, but I feel like if you are to put a kid down today and have him watch Armageddon, uh, <clears throat> Deep Impact, any of those things, it'd be kind of like, eh, these are kind of cheesy and lame. But I still think this movie's awesome. I still think this one's cool. Like, they didn't do anything to severely date it in the 90s. The only two things that really stand out that date it in my mind is the Fruitopia. It <laughs> uh, doesn't bother me. It's just such, like, it doesn't exist anymore. It seems so, and it's so featured at one point. Um, and the fact that no one seems to understand uh, the internet slash computer viruses, where he has to explain what a computer virus is to people, it's like it's, it's like okay. a cold. I can't even put iTunes on my Samsung phone. How the <laughs> fuck are you going to connect your computer to alien computer? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's totally he's absurd. The best. Uh, <laughs> it's totally. I mean, he's a cable guy. He beat his dad at chess. I mean, of course he's going to uh, beat the aliens. It's totally yeah. absurd. Don't get me wrong on that, but the. Since we're all so attuned with that sort yeah. of idea now, yeah. like yeah. watching no, him having to explain it. But that's no it. different than like watching, say, really any movie with technology and it yeah. wasn't made today. It's like, well, the technology is weird. The but the story, the, it, the filmmaking. The only thing it dates I think, it. Yeah, I think the rest of it holds up. Uh, I'd be interested to see. What, do you, everyone else agree? Does I think else? it helps that the destruction happens soon, like quick in the movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of that disaster element in the beginning that just kind of matches everything we see today even for destruction like there's not much of a difference it it feels timeless because they didn't shoot it in a specific way to the 90s you're not seeing all sorts of references like that i like that it was surprisingly timeless (laughs) fighter pilots are still fighter pilots planes are still playing there's not a whole lot different from the way they look now is the way they look then yeah Yeah. the the special effects are a little bit harsher than the movies nowadays like we've really advanced that like uh, i mean it's still phenomenal especially for its time and it still holds up but it's like i noticed the compositing a little bit more of the model work you You know a little bit especially on home video but the practicals were top notch i think the practicals help make sure this movie's not dated the practicals still look great especially the practical aliens like Mm -hmm. when you actually see them they look fantastic like they actually look like 
scary things. Although I kind of laugh when Will Smith just punched the one in the in He the just cockpit. broke his hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. how you don't laugh. And first off, that's supposed to be a biomechanical suit. How does punching it knock it out? Yeah. And how hard did he, he punch it to knock it out hard. for like that He's long? For three hours. Awesome. I mean, it is Will Smith. Yeah. His, also, like his best friend just died. He's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Who so will God. sing me to sleep yeah. now? <laughs> he was the best crooner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still feel like the greatest tragedy of this movie is that we had a rap star and then a crooner, and we never had a single musical yeah, they didn't number. Sing. Well, then we got Wild, Wild West. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we also got that, Men in Black, which was awesome. That true. song was great. Yep. Men in Black, but two I, know, I mean, like there could have been a scene of them singing together, like in the movie. I mean, he kind of did a little. Harry Connick was like, yeah, like just once. And I was like, that, that's it. That's what we're getting. I almost I feel like he did that like as an improv. Like I'm not gonna be in this fucking movie and not sing at least once. <laughs> And then the, the, oh my God, the Jesse Jackson impression. I was like, oh, they're all listening to a white guy do a Jesse Jackson impression. <laughs> that's, that's dating it a little bit. And also a little bit. like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, all right, let's, let's start breaking this thing down. Uh, I want to start with, uh, I want to start with basically the entry point, I think, for a lot of people, which is Will Smith. Because uh, this is really what, lo- I mean, Bad Boys was definitely there, don't get me wrong. But I think because this one was PG-13 and family saw it, Beyond Fresh Prince, this is what really launched him in the stratosphere of being like the family summer blockbuster go-to actor, the highest paid actor in film for three or four years in a row. Like he was the it guy. If you wanted to have a summer blockbuster succeed, this is the guy I you hired. I feel like he's the last actor we had who could open a movie because nobody can anymore. Uh, there's an argument that Tom Cruise still can, hmm. uh, but higher than him, no. And really, Will Smith, I'd agree. He's really the last one. Higher than maybe Tom Cruise, and it'll depend on the movie. We'll see what happens with the Mummy. Um, he's the last guy that if you're to hire, you're guaranteed money. And even with him now, you don't get it. But back then, totally. Fuck, Hitch made money, and that movie sucked. Yeah, but I mean, he he was the draw to it, and it's weird. Now that you think, I hadn't thought about that until you said it. But yeah, there's not like they're they're dying out. Yeah, it's not really a thing. Not, people not literally, want, but people want quality movies more than just to see the face on the screen anymore. Which is it's interesting. It's a changing landscape. Yeah, exactly. The the interesting thing with uh, the all the intro characters in the storyline is we have the four sets of like the social class. Right. Uh, you start at the bottom with uh, Quaid's family, then yep. you go up to the kind of the the one step above with the stripper slash military guy together, and then the next step, which is the white dude work, living and working in the city, and then you got the highest up, which is the president. Yeah. So there's an entry point. That anyone in America can relate to well, yeah, in this what, movie. Entirely what Roland Emmerich was going for yeah. by making this relatable to everyone to make all of the money, and then and he it did. Um, and it was like I didn't remember it being this balance being balanced so well. That's yeah, what, like, when I think back about it, like as we're talking about Will Smith, I mean, it's I always think about it as Will Smith and Bill Pullman's movie. Mm-hmm. I, I remember Randy Quaid's in it. I remember everyone else is in it, but it always kind of felt like, oh well, yeah, it's kind of those two. And then I guess Jeff Goldblum. But it never really felt like... Jeff Goldblum, like, saved the planet. He did, but he never... Like, when I think about the movie before I rewatched it here, I always kind of think of it as being those two, and then, I, for some reason, I always just kind of thought Jeff Goldblum was kind of there in the beginning and there at the end, but the rest of the time, he just kind of... He kind of lets everyone do their thing and, yeah. do, like, really t- steal the show. He kind of steps back I lot. always... When I think of this movie, I always think of the buddy element at the end between Jeff Goldblum yeah. and Will Smith. Yeah. Which is why it's a very, very sad thing that Will Smith is like, I'm not doing another one. Why would well, I, do I thought he one? wanted to do the next one. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask him. No, he didn't want to do it. And then, then he did, and then he didn't. Then they went, we're just killing you off. Oh. It's too much back and forth. Well, I hope his son has the charisma with Goldblum that he had. I'm not even sure if he's with Goldblum, is he? 
I've only watched the trailer once. I think. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched it. I think all. Lil Hems is hanging out with Goldblum. I'm very curious mm-hmm. to find out how they're bringing Brent Spiner back. I mean, he's very clearly dead. Yeah, yeah. they even checked Maybe his pulse. Maybe it's a clone. <laughs> I mean, it could be a clone. It is Area 51. Yeah. If you're going to clone somebody, that's the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd probably clone Will Smith because yeah. he's the one who flew the ship out of the mothership. <laughs> he seems like the one spending the money on cloning. And probably have a couple of Jeff Goldblum clones. Yeah, uh, maybe. Just, just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. Which, it's always funny to me watching the end of this film and being like, oh, it's the exact same as Bad Boys. It's even the same like him yelling, going, whoa, getting through a tight space. I don't remember the end of Bad you, Boys. You don't I guess. remember that? That's exactly what happens in Bad Boys. I'll take your word on it. Okay. I saw Bad Boys two more. I, th- I think it, I don't remember if it was Bad Boys one or two, but it's definitely it, not two. It happens. I trust you. Okay. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be cigar smoking in this movie? No. Yep. There should that that was just. There was a Will Smith thing. Oh, it was improv yeah. by him. No, no, no. It was Will Smith's character who was all about it. It's yeah. him and Harry Connick. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Both dead. So. And also, sure. to, in these modern times, they don't. They tend to not have heroes smoking anymore. They'll be exactly. Vaping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the exception of Preacher, which I mentioned earlier, I cannot think of a single movie right now where a hero smokes. Yeah, everyone smokes in Preacher. Did Keanu Reeves smoke in Constantine? He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the last the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about Goldblum. If you guys like Goldblum <clears throat> so much, uh, yeah. the, the perfect him. hair, <laughs> the perfect face. Is perfect. he dreamy in this? Yes. I remember yes. him being dreamy yes. in Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Is he dreamy Super in this dreamy. one? Super. Is he? Yeah, like they, that's, I, 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 I was tweeting about it, and I was like, I can't decide if like who's hotter, like pre-gross fly Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum, Independence Day Jeff Goldblum. They're so different, but all kind of the same. Is he, it the answer Jurassic Park Goldblum? Because I can tell you, as a I straight so. man, the only time that I go, mm, Goldblum, <laughs> is Jurassic Park when he's sitting there with his shirt off. Just like, ah, there's just, that's a, there's good just a reserved nature, kind of a timid nature in this one that just amps it up a bit does it i, I don't i don't i prefer this I'm one not over drawn to this park. Goldblum. i just like the soft lighting that they put on mm-hmm. him so many times how how perfectly quaffed his hair his is hair is better moment. in this movie and i think is it no it's not yeah. it's yeah. jurassic park Goldblum. No. <laughs> no, no. his hair is a, i don't know there's something about it <laughs> it's got i disagree it's got an extra quality to it when he shows up and he's just like right outside the white house and he knows what window she's looking mm-hmm. at him just like, that's do that and you're like i know I just, <laughs> just go. See, that's creepy. Me. I'd much rather take the the creep from Jurassic Park. He really does creepy characters well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And we still haven't gone to his free live show, and we really should. Oh God! Here's a really random one. Did you guys ever play the Goosebumps PC game where he plays a vampire and he seduces a young girl? No, that's a thing. I haven't watched that. <laughs> I should watch that. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> oh, it happened. It's a point-and-click adventure with live actors in it, and it came out. Oh, that's on, like, oh during the Rob. FMV craze. Oh yeah. Oh it was, God. That was it's uh, Adventures in Horrorland. You should check it out. Is it at least it's better than Night Trap? It's what? At least it's better than Night Trap. <laughs> it's much better than that. Yeah. But it is like a, when I say young girl, I mean like a 12-year-old girl. Oh. It's like, That's great. hey, come over here. Let's dance. And then they dance and it's super weird. That is definitely not a hot Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> no. But- I will say, as a vampire, he looked like a good Jeff Goldblum. Until he crossed the line, it was <laughs> yeah. a hot Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Just out beyond how hot Jeff Goldblum is in this movie. His character is interesting. Just because he's kind of got that um speed thing going on where... He's not going to get the girl after this movie. Like, I do not believe that him and his ex-wife are going to stay together. Like, I feel like it's a full-on, like, adrenaline moment when she's yeah. like, oh, he's totally inspired now. He's going to do all the things I wish he's he did gonna when change. we were married. I know it. Oh, uh, no, he's just going to go back to the way he was once this is done, honey. Like, that's just the way it's good. Yeah, I don't think... But maybe he won't. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I can 
fix him. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he'll become attractive and go to Jurassic Park. Maybe. What? what is wrong? Did you miss the whole no. conversation? He's already attracted. Uh, wow, there's so much wrong on the left side of me <laughs> right now. Jurassic Park happened before this film. Oh, so he got uglier. <gasps> sure. What's wrong with you? I know what I want. All right, that's it. Podcast, podcast over. <laughs> but and yeah, his <laughs> throw down. His entire character is the, t- the plucky, like super intelligent guy that just never did anything with his potential. And everyone his whole life was like, "You have so much potential, and you just need this." I was happy where I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was happy where I was. And it's re- he's more of a smart dick it's in like Jurassic he- Park, I think, and I don't like that. Huh? Oh, like well, that. he's an arrogant, mm-hmm. smart guy in Jurassic Park. He's not—he's a more reserved, oh. smart guy in this movie, where he doesn't even actually realize how smart he is yeah. until he ends up saving the planet. Uh, and it would be—it's in- very going to be very interesting to see what they decided his character did after this film, because it's like, did he just go back to being a cable guy and be like, "Well, served my purpose," or is he going to be working for the government and be like the everything he could Which be? Actually- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have a feeling that they definitely. Like, oh, you helped defeat the alien. Your job now is to help us with all this alien technology. Yeah. So whether or not he stayed with his wife, I'm sure they basically went, you're staying here. This is, actually this is what you're doing now. It's a really yeah. interesting statement about like just just uh, potential versus desire because he clearly liked working where he yeah. worked. He, he seemed happy. Yeah. He, he was said content. Very he yeah. liked it. And now it's like, by the end of the movie, it's like, see, we told you you needed to have more potential or use your potential. And he'd just be like, I, but I, I don't want to. And they're like, tough shit. Yep. Do what we tell you. And so I would like to see that explored, which of course yeah. like, I don't want to be doing that. No, I kind of liked my little life. I just wanted my wife back. Yeah. <laughs> this was which, all to impress which a girl. He, he got for, you know, probably a few months. Yeah. Unless it was forever. Yeah, we like don't Rowan know. Like Emmerich implies. Yeah. But we'll find we out. Yeah, we failed to, he f- she failed to like recycle a plastic fork. And yeah. then like, <laughs> ah! This is over! <laughs> is this like the first green sort of character in, in movies? I'm sure not. I know I, in the 90s they did that a lot. Yeah, like in yeah. the 90s it was kind of like, we're going to get people to recycle by having heroes in movies recycle. <laughs> so I know this wasn't the only one. I it worked with think. smoking. It's the, first, <laughs> it's the first one I remember. It's the one Yeah, it's definitely the first me. one. I, I agree. It's the first one I remember, but I, I know they did it more than once. Because it's one of those like... Hey, just slide this in here. Make one of your characters do this, and well, maybe kids and will fall. Captain into Planet, it. yeah, yeah. I feel That's like a big if, one. <laughs> if, uh, if they really wanted to just sell recycling again, have Jeff Goldblum be the spokesperson for recycling, and everyone in the world recycles. Like just that's it. You solved the problem. I mean, it didn't work last time. I don't know why it would work. This they weren't time. pushing it hard enough. There we go. Okay, that's the problem. Man. Yeah, they had something so there. In and your mind, maybe the Jurassic Park version of Jeff Goldblum saying recycling is good. <laughs> and it's it just kidding. drops water on my hand and watches it roll off. Yeah, yep. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, right? The other see, coming. We all side. need to go to our punks. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the other side thing that I really appreciate in this movie that we get through Goldblum and his father uh, is the religious aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. One, they're not Christian. They're very much Jewish. And it's not heavy-handed in any way. You just have this very important moment between a father and son where he gives Goldblum a speech about how important it is to, like, i for trying to find the word, just, again, live up to your potential, essentially, and get over where you feel the like nothing's going to go your way and how he mentions that he hasn't spoken to God since his wife died. And it's a very poignant moment where you don't have to punch anyone over the head of you have to believe in God, but it's more of a you need to have faith and you need to have faith in yourself. And then you have a beautiful moment where he's leading all these people in prayer 
And you have the other guy sit down. He's like, I'm not Jewish. He's like, well, no one's perfect. But he's still <laughs> welcome to join their circle. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. just very welcoming. Like Everyone's included. Like, that's the best message of this film is like we're all in it together no matter who you are. It's really interesting watching like the scenes set in Iraq nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> just because yeah, of the Yeah, I was like, what are the British doing in oh, Iraq yeah, yeah. in 97? I like that. And I also like the, the Americans have a plan. Well, thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we got nothing. <laughs> America! <laughs> Oh, and then the slightly racist moments when you're like, go to Russia, and then you go to Japan, and I'm like, are we back in the 40s? Like, did they not progress <laughs> and then at they all? Go, they go, like, like, is it Africa? Where they're all waving spears at yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> so that's the, that's, the, that's the low point in the movie where they get kind of racist. Someone give but... Emmerich a textbook, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the internet. Damn. <laughs> well, clearly he didn't understand the we'll internet. Just, we'll just throw our fucking spears yeah. at it. We got it! <laughs> Put a nuke on the end of one of them. That would be amazing. And this is like all these fucking jet fighter pilots and these jets, and then they finally drunk Wendy Quaid has to like sacrifice himself to bring it down. And then in Africa, some dude's just like, I got this. Pew! And then like throws a spear and it just knocks it down. It would have been so great if they just cut to Africa and this is burning behind them. Yeah, we already got this. They, they can't stand gunfire, but they can spears take him down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit. We we've kind of touched on Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum a little bit. Let's talk about the president. He is all mm. of our president. He could be my president all the time. <laughs> he really, I the mean. Schwartz is with him. <laughs> the thing is, I, I'm not, I don't mean anything against the actor. I think he's fine. I'm just not the biggest Bill Pullman fan. I think he's fine. I think when the role suits him, he's phenomenal. Like in Newsies. He, not in Newsies. <laughs> I do not like him in Newsies at all. He does need a, he, <laughs> he does need the crap a role. Because like, I really wanted to like him in the fourth uh, season of, Torchwood. Not good in that season. I just no, couldn't. No. I just like I I tried so hard. I just couldn't even get into that season at all. No, it wasn't the best. But, but when he has a role that's good for him, he's, he's suddenly fantastic, and he's a great actor. And this is I I think for my buck, this is his best role in anything. And if he, many, okay. and if you didn't remember, like that speech really makes it apparent. Mm-hmm. That speech of his, I was like. Bill Pullman, cool, whatever. That speech, goddamn. Mm-hmm. He's good at being the president. Because didn't he do another movie as the president where remember. he needed to get a wife? I feel like. Uh, that's that's Michael Douglas. That's Michael Douglas. Um, oh, never mind. But I love Dave, how many Dave. times in Independence Day they remind you that he was a fighter pilot. It's like every 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah oh, no, by no. the way, he's a fighter pilot. Yeah. Fighter when pilot. I was a fighter pilot, <laughs> wink at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Like, I was a fighter pilot. Good, yeah. Where's the paper? I'm a fighter pilot. qualified. It's really just like this. This is gonna come back. It'll come back. Just wait for it. You it's can also back. see like somebody at some point when they cast Bill Pullman was like, "Isn't he a little young to play the president?" Because there's a line where like she addresses that. Oh She's yeah. Just like, but they think you're too young, and I can almost like see the note. Like he's Bill Pullman's been cast. We need to make a note of that in the script yeah. to call it out. It's a, it's one of those things where it's kind of smart. Like they're definitely like it's like fix it with a line of dialogue, mm. but it's like it's a weird moment. To, they're not attacking your policy. They're attacking your age. <laughs> Everybody, we we are we're aware. <laughs> camera, the aliens look at the camera and it's like, yep. "Did you guys catch that?" And then it's uh, a little awkward exposition. It's a little awkward, but his uh, his daughter's April O'Neil, so that's really cool. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is her. That is the voice of April O'Neil. Oh damn. Uh, May, May wait. May Whitman. May Whitman. It's also uh, Anne on Arrested Development. Her. Oh, I did not even recognize yeah. the two. That's her. Yeah. Oh Anne. I think it's her first uh, role. A, a May and egg. <laughs> <laughs> You know Annabelle because she's shaped like a she's the bell of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love that show. 
Um, but no, Bill Pullman as a president, like it's one of those things where it's like it, it just. It, I the, the reason I love it so much is because it just makes sense. Like he just felt like the president the whole time, mm-hmm. and that's just very very well done. The only thing, and now Chewie disagrees with me on this one. The only thing that I disagree with was him and the whole president thing is it took me until i say probably the last time i watched this when i was in my 20s that i realized that his wife even died in the movie hmm. like they do it so weird and off screen yeah and the, like so the, weird like the way is, they describe yeah. it to the daughter is so just like yes yeah, she's sleeping now and as a kid i'm like all right so she's taking a nap they're gonna go fight <laughs> aliens now. it's like it's weird that she's not in the rest of the movie and just never even dawned on me until i was much older i'm like oh she just died and they like they spent all this time to rescue her and then he thinks she's dead, and then she's back, and then she's dead. Like it's like a weird kind yeah. of like she's back, and then he's like, "They think you're gonna be okay, liar." And then she kind of laughs, and then they hug, and then it's like, "Wait, she seemed. I mean, she obviously looked sad, but she, she was gonna get better." I bet that was cut. Like that seems like a scene that might have been shot and just looked like shit, or yeah. maybe a couple yeah. time. Yeah, it could be. It it's could really, have been one of those. It's like really hard to convey internal bleeding. <laughs> it's <laughs> not if you're a good actor. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> My organs are mush now. I'm going to die. And that go. Is, you can't is, see it. See, that is my biggest problem with the end of Cowboy Bebop. It's like, oh, you just need to understand that he's been taking a beating throughout the entire yeah. series and then died. But it's tough to show that through a cartoon. Yeah. Spoiler. spoiler. If you haven't watched it yet, it's your own fault. It's Doesn't it start with him dying? Does it? No, the with, like the, with it, start, it does start at like the last scene, I think, doesn't it? With like the kinda, rose in the in the, in the, the rose drops. I always just kind of pick and choose my way through the series. I've watched it too many times now. Yeah. Um, oh. so my good. other my other problem with the wife is like, uh, what is her name? Do we know her I, name? No. She, There's a problem. She's the first, <laughs> problem. Um, first the lady. The first lady. But like when she's getting on that helicopter, she looks back over at the U.S. Bank building and just stands there for a second, looking at him, and it's like, you're probably the reason the helicopter crashed. You were like, let's oh, get yeah. on the plane. Let's go, go, go. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. And then she's like, uh, I'll get on it in a minute. Let yeah. me look at those people over there. And it's like, <laughs> time is of a fucking essence, lady. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of her fault. It's kind of the secret service who needs to be like, I want to look at this building. Just shut up and get on the helicopter. <laughs> at that point, just it's pick her the, up and throw her in the helicopter. There's a few times where I'm okay with men just going, all right, stupid lady, <laughs> get in there. Well, I mean, they should have been doing that to Bill Pullman as well. <laughs> yeah. Right, stupid lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get in. Um, should we talk about Will Smith's wife, who's really the only, I'd say, legit strong female character Jesus, in the movie? Does she have a name? She has a name. They refer to her as stripper. A girl has no name. The more times they do not they refer to, They do not. They call her a stripper once. Yeah. They're very, they're very, okay, very, dancer. they say exotic I think we, dancer. We can bring her up because I, I really liked her line to the first lady. Where I was like, I didn't vote for your husband. I was like, I that was such a nice I little, voted for the other guy. I voted for the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Another line that just hints to we're all in this together. Yeah, like there's so many little moments of that in this film that it's poignant because we need that now. It's so manipulative and wonderful. (laughs) There's a great characterization in the script, and that's just one example. So, the thing that I I liked about her is that it it really felt out of everyone in the movie where it's all these kind of like Jasmine. Sorry, there it is. Well done. the, the thing about the movie is that it's all based on these relationships, and as Chewie keeps hitting, uh, we're all in this together. They all kind of felt like forced relationships, and I think that's intentional, and that's fine, and it's good. But the relationship between her and Will Smith, I actually bought. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I think love, their, their chemistry together was good enough. I love that, like, he wasn't his daddy. I kind of hope he wanted the job, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I really, I bought all of it, and I enjoyed it. The the great One of the greatest moments of emotion is when Will Smith uh, hears that his base was destroyed. 
And it's not so much yeah. that he cares that his base is destroyed. It's that he knows that she's going there and he's not going to be there. No one is. And then he and then somehow steals he magi- a helicopter. And somehow he magically finds her in all the rubble, which is kind of silly. But maybe that he just has love dark. Maybe it's kind of like Christopher Nolan where love does succeed all oh, forms no. No, of no, being. No, 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 and it, no, no, And it was kind of <laughs> abrupt. Don't, don't even bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this viewing, it felt kind of abrupt. But I like that she was like, we cut to her and she's helping a bunch of people. Oh, she's yeah. just helping them. That was like, yeah. They didn't like dwell on it. She just was just doing. She was just. Act- she's she a survivor. Action. Yeah, which is why, like I say, she's like the one strong-ish female character. And why I say ish is because it is as soon as she finds her man, uh-huh. she disappears. She doesn't in the really do anything else. So she's kind of like she's tough. She's a go-getter. She's saving people. And then she's she doing, gets married. And then she gets married and sits. And it's like, well, you were a badass up until now. I mean, that's what happens to all women when they go out <laughs> when their husbands when go out to war. They just sit and wait. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean, and that's play fun. baseball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. But then the moment the guys own? come no. back, they have to go back home. Yeah, yeah. It was a really weird thing because they did do such a good job with her up until that point, and then she really, she literally yeah. just disappears and becomes a trophy at the end. Yeah. If I win, I get my cigar and my babe. That makes it sad. That was almost like the dialogue. That I know, that tell was, me I'm wrong though. Trying. That was draft one. That was, the, that was the first draft of dialogue. They're like, we're gonna need to go have a producer pass on yeah. this. Kind of. <laughs> Do you have Will Smith saying, "I get my cigar and babe"? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna fix that. <laughs> well, Vivica A. Fox went off to be a badass in Kill Bill, and then she did. She, I don't really remember anything she did after that. She, she dated Fifty Cent. I remember that. Oh. It takes a badass to have to deal with him on a daily basis. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's. I feel like she's been in something recently. I, I, I remember when I was little, I when I was really little, I just, for the life of me, could not tell her apart from, um, no, I just forgot her name, Tyra Banks. What? I don't know. Really? When I was really little, yeah. I always got them mixed up. Now I look at it, but I'm like, that was stupid. Yeah, they're yeah. very different. They're very different. Um, all right, so we talked about the people. I We got to talk about the aliens. Aliens are pretty great. Because the aliens, the spaceships, everything about it, I think are... Aliens are so dickish yeah they they're are. they're horrible they're, they're actual like legit well they say they're parasitic species that comes to reap the rewards of a planet and then leave i don't say they're parasitic they just say that they're conquerors they show I thought up they, they said that they're like parasites they're, they're like well, that was someone else's dialogue i yeah, think the president said uh, that. yeah i think yeah that's how the humans inferred it but really they're, they're not parasites they show up they take what they want and they leave but yeah. like i love how like, you don't really see them that much but even with the little bit you do see of them like i feel like they're just giving us the finger the whole time they're oh yeah like, ah fuck you humans yeah, yeah, the, we are nothing but ants to them and uh-huh. we're just the fact that we're even putting up a fight is more of an annoyance than anything else it's like yeah we're gonna move right along and they're li- smart. They know where the big cities are. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you have the one alien who's just doing his job. You're like, oh, the spaceships are coming in. Are I going to check you in? <laughs> He's the comp controller. Something weird's going on here. I think <laughs> I should see who's inside the ship. Why are sitting there for like 10 minutes without yeah. opening the door? I almost got retirement. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy who's like, yeah, hey, I just got to no. do this and go home to the wife and kids and everything's going to be fine. Oh, God, a nuke. <laughs> so I, really like, I got my cigar. going to go home to my babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't like, and when the window, when he's like, okay, something weird is happening. And then he opens the window and they're still sitting there and they dive to the back how does he not fucking see that he's nearsighted one yeah, he's maybe right. maybe in like alien speak he's like this is above my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> i guess they're here is for is he just reason. like shit were those humans <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be a long day <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell should i tell my boss okay, 
Okay, so let's say he didn't see them. Now there's a ship with no alien in it that's supposed to have an alien in it. And he's just like, oh, that's weird. You know? I, I think no matter what, it's just, ah, oh, this is going to be a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> Should I just ignore it? Maybe it'll go away. Yeah. I mean, well, this, wouldn't, wouldn't they even be able to realize that this, it's the ship from the uh, Roswell crash? That, yeah, like, yeah you think it'd be a little out of date. Yeah. Have they not advanced their technology at all? In 40 years? The, the code, 50 years. Yep. And just nothing. The codes are yep. old, but they check out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like the the aliens themselves, especially like when they go into the ship and you can see like the invasion crew, like it's like they actually, it's like for me, it's like predator predator level quality of like these things are threats, mm-hmm. and they make them actual scary and they're creepy to look at, and I hate like the tentacle things on them, like they're just blech. The well, you- I liked that they were they were so powerful, so intelligent. Like you had to actually match them in intelligence or more. You had to really get in there and trick them. You had to. It's not even you. You know you're not going to match up intelligence. You need to basically. You need to play dirty. Yeah, you need to play dirty. Or you're not Goldblum. You you need Jeff Goldblum. And lock out. It's quite (laughs) genuinely like an eerie sequence when they're talking to it through Brent Mm. Spiner. And they ask him, well, what do you want from us? And the only response he has is, die. Yeah. Die. What do we want? We want you out of the way. It's like really menacing. Yeah. Which is, I mean, another thing which we'll move into here in a moment when I want to talk about the sequel. Um... But it's one of those things I want to know how they're going to address that. In this, like, are we going to see more of the aliens? Is it going to be more of a thing? Or is it going to be more like the first one? Um, but for me, like when I think about the aliens in this movie, the thing that I like the most is the flying saucers. I just yeah. like because there's these cities, city-wide spaceships that are just like we're fucked. Well, that's that's where conspiracy theory Chewy was super into this film because. Like, they just really took, they lifted the designs of what people say when they get abducted out of that. Like, they yeah. were, they really, like, went into all of this and were like, all right, so this is what everyone says. This is the theme here. This is how the aliens look. This is their ships. Let's make it just a little bit more interesting. Like, give them an exosuit so that when they're, like, then, but then the inside of them is what people describe. So the, the little alien is what we know, but the exosuit is still a surprise. Yeah. And they're still saucers, but they're really technology advanced they're not just and they're huge, shiny steel huge. yeah like i was like i can't tell you how much like i totally absorbed this and when this is really what it is and i was really silly when i was 12 <laughs> thanks for the clarifier <laughs> <laughs> just the, uh, yeah the scope that yeah the movie did the scope of the aliens so perfectly and the thing they do it so perfectly for an invading force yeah it's like so if you want to invade you want to be intimidating as fuck Mm-hmm. And having a spaceship the size of your city, that'll do it. Yep. It's like, oh, we have to fight what now? And it was actually, it was cool that they, sh- they I forgot that they did this, but they had a moment where the pieces were breaking off of the much larger ship. So yeah. them going up to the mothership was no small thing. No. And the other really cool thing about these spaceships is that they have this really wonderful technology that when they start exploding, they know to avoid the city that they would land on. I really, <laughs> yeah, really Chitauri, cool yeah, Chitauri, take that. <laughs> when, when they destroy the ship right above Area 51, and then I'm like, now it should just plop down here, and then you guys are all going to starve to death underneath it because there's no getting out. No, no, no. It but has no, the it's extra technology. Go to the side. It's a really considerate technology that if we're beaten, we're just going to move over to the side. So well, the aliens are really good drivers. They were like, they yeah. want to be very considerate. They want yeah, to do their job perfectly. Yeah, it's like, okay, we understand that we lost. Yeah, let, we're not going to be dicks about it. Yeah. <laughs> we concede. Let me just let me just crash over here. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be over here. Yeah, we'll leave instruction manuals of how we use all of our technology. Yeah. They're really nice aliens. And then we got the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs just swooped in. Uh, I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. Uh, I was the one who hacked him <laughs> in the in, in the real life story. This is a biography, actually. It's a true story. True story. Little did you know? 
Uh, so, all right, that's a, is there anything else we want to talk about the main movie, or can we move on to the sequel? Um, explosions. There were a lot of explosions. The opening awesome. text that you know that we know what Michael Bay copied for his Transformers movies. That's true. Yep. I Almost just, down to the sound effect. Yep. I miss these type of films. I'm like I'm really yeah. hoping that the new one it, gets not. it right again because we and we've disaster. had we've had yeah we've had disaster films since yeah but I've like I, like I watched San Andreas and the whole time I'm like he's just really bad at his job like all his guys <laughs> are waiting for him to come help over here but he's gonna mm-hmm. go save his daughter I'm like, and then crash the helicopter really irresponsible. Mm-hmm. so now all of his guys are like well we don't have a job or a helicopter yeah so I'm like I'm not inspired lot, like I don't get like entranced into these new disaster Godzilla movies is pretty good yeah Godzilla but I mean that's but that's Godzilla. I, I I also I love Battleship guys. Uh, oh, I couldn't. Thank you. <laughs> I tried to I watch felt that alone movie. for so long. Oh, no. <laughs> I am the other one. A right. legless man boxes an alien. Mm-hmm. It's I didn't amazing. even get that far into it. I got okay, maybe chicken I have to watch it. I, yeah, I just haven't seen it. Just, you should. It's dude, awesome. the chicken burrito is the greatest character development moment of all time. Maybe it's, it's because Kitch, I watched Rihanna. it. Uh, all right. I was Rihanna's watching it alone in a hotel room, like after I worked for 12 hours so it might not have been the best oh, no. way to watch it i'm but. under no delusions that it's a great movie oh it's horrible but it's, it's so a good movie, but, <laughs> but it's want, the best movie but i wonder if it's so bad it's good this movie is pretty straightforward it's not ironic in any way we kind of had like mm. we're, yeah, we're kind no, of now in an ironic generation yeah, there's no camp to it really no which camp. is i mean there's moments of camp like i should have been at a barbecue but that was like, t- because of the timeline like it was because yeah. it was 90s we see that as camp but like they were just this is a disaster movie. Like we're just playing it straight. Yeah, and, and then our disaster movies don't. Well, that's yeah. the. I mean, yeah. San Andreas. I think would be the most recent that tried to play it straight, and mm-hmm. this is the problem that is like it's the. It's not as inspiring. It's not that it's not as inspiring. I just I don't think the storytelling was there, and like with this movie, I mean, say what you will about it, it's not the greatest film ever, but there's still a story to be told, and you know that story, you know the journey, you know the characters. It's also earnest. Where, yeah, mm-hmm. where, and it feels like the disaster and the moments and the character moments feel earned because they're actually spending time and getting to know these characters, which a lot of these current movies don't understand because you got to have an action sequence every 10 to 15 minutes. you got to have all these other things and it's just it doesn't work out as well whereas like movies used to actually take their time and earn things. And I don't feel personally moving into the sequel, that's what I'm afraid this one won't do. I'm afraid that they're going to listen to the studio notes and they're going to go into the whole, we just got to go, 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 go. Well, they're going to try to shorthand all the character moments in the action beats when maybe that's like we haven't been able to do that. Well, you don't. Like, I mean, you don't even have like. There's that great moment where uh, Will Smith's character Hillard Hillard is that his name? Hillard sounds right. Yeah, uh, where he um, he he wanted to be in NASA very badly, and yeah. then he yeah, finally yeah. gets to go into space. And for just a little second, he's just like, cool. Okay, yeah. back to what we were doing. You know, yeah. it's all kind of like it's just so subtle and so little. And then I've been waiting my whole life for this. Okay, and moving it's a back scene to the story. That would if be they in. can keep that, yeah, or even like Jeff Goldblum's boss and his his whole thing with his mom getting her to yeah. Atlanta and stuff. And yeah, I got all my lawyer. Ah, forget my lawyer. Go stay with Anna Esther. Yeah. Like there's these little character moments that just aren't really in movies anymore. I mean, yeah. it's kind of. I mean, they they happen. The I mean, there are good filmmakers out there who do do it, but it's and this is the stuff that gets kind of like kind of beaten yeah. out of new new writers too coming in mm-hmm. it seems like it's like yeah. get rid of the fluff you gotta yeah, be very yeah. streamlined and it's like some of these moments also don't be- like, if you're following those rules don't belong in these movies but they help so much they oh, pay yeah. off later yeah. on yeah. I'm okay with this being like over two hours because these little moments actually are additive to the yeah. to characters I, the I, one okay. so, go ahead I, I feel like well totally different movie obviously but I feel like one of the greatest character moments of all time is Johnson and Johnson in the helicopter right before they die in Die Hard where oh, one of them yeah. is like, this is just like Saigon. And the one's like, I was in junior high, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that line is completely superfluous. 
these dudes are about to die anyway. But it gives so, you a little story oh, for each does. one of them. It's so it, important. It just, it, it, it's world building is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It, it makes everyone feel like a real three-dimensional person. Even if they don't have a three-dimensional character, it still makes the world three-dimensional. Well, and that's another thing, too, is the length of these disaster movies are the same now, but you've just removed those moments. You remove those moments why- and add an action sequence. Yeah, which... So you remove all those tiny moments, which could add up to about 10 to 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. then you throw in an action sequence that is now kind of like, it's like, well, I've just seen this. And now we have a, a nostalgia thing going on where it's like, these moments that were in the first one have to be back in at the expense of everything else. That's yeah. my biggest worry so, for the sequel. So, yeah. So let's move into what are the what are the things we hope is going to be the best thing in the sequel, and what is your biggest fear of it? And you've already hit mine for the biggest fear so i'll jump right on that i don't want nostalgia moments i know they're going to be in there i know they're going to happen but if this is another jurassic world i will oh, eat god. my own shoe in the middle of the theater i'm just like oh my god i get it there was another one of these movies stop winking at me yeah it's just the movie Are you okay wink- do you have a seizure please stop winking at me oh my god I, I, like, i'm getting mad just thinking about jurassic world again and then it's not a terrible movie it's just not a good movie no no, no welcome what to Earthline again mm-hmm. like i almost <laughs> no, feel like it Earth. should be one of those 4d experiences where they have that mechanism on the chair where it's poking you. I so every time, t- like if I How watch Jurassic World, then it's be like, oh, do you get it? Poke. Oh, do you get yeah. it? It's like in my brain. <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm really excited for the most out of this thing, and it's really just, I, I'm really hoping, and I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure it's going to be there. I just want classic Roland Emmerich action sequences. Yeah. yeah. This guy knows how to film an action sequence. He's done it many times. Even in his movies that are shit, the action sequences are still a lot of fun. Like the He's patient with them. Yeah, the, the 2012 movie, it's yeah. horrible. But that whole plane flying through the destructing city, it's awesome. Yeah. And then you go, wait, the limo driver's flying a plane through a destructing LA. Well, that's kind of dumb. But logic, logic, really logic cool whatever. Scene. Who cares about the logic? Yeah. That was awesome to watch. Yeah. So, and even like, what was it? Um, Day After Tomorrow with the whole like, it's not a tidal wave. It's just raising water that kind of turned into a tidal wave that took out New York. Yeah. Awesome action sequence. Yeah. Like he knows how to do these really big, huge scale action sequences and have them be engaging and fun. And it's not just watching a city to be destroyed. It's watching people survive a city being destroyed. Yeah. And that's what he's the best at. So I'm hoping that we get something like that and, in this movie. And there's also the worry that he's, that this movie is going to do kind of what I like. I like Godzilla a lot, but what they did with their human characters where the interesting part of Godzilla was not any of the human characters mm. at all. And then, like, it was just the, you know, getting to Godzilla, getting to the action, the big pieces, and then the characters were flat. They could do that with this and, and make the, the yeah. aliens the, the thing. And it's like, no, don't make the aliens the thing. They are a part of it, but the human story is in there. That's right. the important yeah. part. That's yeah. my worry, but also my hope that it, they, they go back pull to out the, the human story. Yeah. yeah. Chewy? I was going to say, but that's classic Godzilla, so they did well, it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. <laughs> And it's not necessarily a knock against that movie, which yeah. is very good. I mean, yeah, that, that point, would like, be that's yeah. her storytelling would be inappropriate in this yeah. sequel. So what what about you? What's your biggest fear and biggest hope? My biggest fear um, that they won't tell an original story. Uh-huh. I'm a little worried that we'll get something like uh, Star Wars Awakens or The Force Awakens, Whoa. where it's like, <laughs> let's just remake the first one and. They kill off one of the main characters because then it'll feel new. We were agreeing Obi-Wan. on so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you listened to our podcast on that one, but I got really annoyed with Force Awakens. Uh, we're, and we're a little mean to that movie. Yeah. I still feel bad about oh. that. I do feel bad because there's, there's a lot I love. Because I would have flown into a Hulk rage. <laughs> you, you would have Kylo Renda's. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about it. So I'm hoping. Like I already saw one we'll moment in later. the trailer where it looks like. Don't don't spoil it. Something happens yeah. that did happen in the first movie, and I'm like, well, that could be really cool, but please don't do it like this. So I don't know. Just do it for the trailer only, not even in the movie. Just yeah. Keep it out of the movie. Ooh, the best movie that did that was the uh, one with Adrian Brody, Predators. Predators. Yeah. They did a great job shooting something just for the trailer that never happened in the movie. 
But it was a great button to that trailer. Yeah. yeah I wish that movie hadn't ruined his career. It didn't ruin his you career. You don't see Adrian Brody anymore. And he just had a movie come out like a week ago. Did he? Yeah, it just wasn't very good. I didn't see anything about it. <laughs> so he's ruining his own career. He works. Yeah. yeah. He does. He is a does working work. actor. Yeah. yeah but Emily, what about you? Biggest fear, biggest hope. Um, they, they showed a clip from it on The Daily Show the other day. And it was, and yes, I want big, crazy action sequences, but it almost looked a little bloated. It looked like there was so much happening. Uh. And it looked like it was so much action that... But I don't know. It was just a clip, right. so we'll see. But my fear is that, that the movie is so much about the action that what we kind of talked about. Yeah, you lose the You lose the, the right. made it good. Because um, really in this this one, there's only three main action sequences. Yeah. When everything blows up, when he, when all the fighter pilots lose, and then the end, right? But that's, that's another, was there anything else? N- I don't know. But that's another thing that you brought up, though, just like cramming the action scenes starts to break the logic. Yeah, when you get too many of those, and it just starts to buckle and get boring, actually. Like so, if, I, yeah, like you said, that's that'd be terrible if they did that. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, <clears throat> um, we come out of this feeling like at the end of Independence Day, you're like, yeah, we can't beat the aliens, yay America, <laughs> you know. So I love that feeling, and I want to feel that. We should feel how we felt after that Bill Pullman speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that More again. Speeches. I do want More that. speeches. Action movies don't have enough speeches these days. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not rim. so jaded, like as an adult, that I'll just be like, "What?" <clears throat> to that now, because I know I have the nostalgia. You weren't of this in Pacific movie. Rim. Do you feel it's like true? I well, got yeah. really into that in Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's. A, I never oh. thought about that though. That like that total canceling the apocalypse speech is is like directly a result oh, of the Independence Day. If speech. you watch, uh, if you go on YouTube and watch Honest Trailers when they do the Honest Trailer for Pacific Rim, when he, all of the reaction shots are the reaction shots from Independence Day. <laughs> it was a very clever moment. <laughs> Tom, I mean, what about you? Well, um. I just hope it's an engaging character piece and they focus on humans and people rather it's than just... That. No. An engaging yeah. character piece is not going to be... No, I'm not, I'm not talking about like a fucking Oscar-winning drama piece, right, right, right. But, <laughs> but something more akin to the first movie where Amelie these people with <laughs> are legitimate people and you could... Like, I see that guy at my work. I see that guy at fucking Starbucks and they're right. coming together to battle the aliens. But it's probably just going to be like five action sequences and some random pithy dialogue. So. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I really hope you're wrong. Someone said jaded, and I hope. Yeah, I hope nothing is like nothing is. Jaded. Our movies are so jaded, and I, they really are. I we hope need, they don't we do need to go back to earnest. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I'm, part of the society thing. Most of us feel rather jaded, so then the movies are going to be reflecting us. We need to get ahead of that curve. Yeah. We need to change it. We need to be the change. We, we need to be see. jaded about jaded people. Yeah. <laughs> be the change you want to see in action. We're just yeah. so apathetic. We're apathetic <clears throat> to apathy. <laughs> and I don't even care about that shit. Uh. <laughs> You be, uh, you be apathetic if you want, whatever. <laughs> All right, we're going to move into quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, who wants to go first? Go first, or yours is going to get taken. I, I, just, I just was, I went simple because I couldn't figure anything out, and I was just like, you know what? Welcome to Earth. That's a great one. Welcome I mean, to Earth is like, really, it should be welcome to America because it's like, welcome to America. I'm going to punch you in the face. I mean, it's, way, and especially given the way the movie turns out, it's definitely way more welcome to America. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if that was in one of the quotes at some point. The greatest thing about Welcome to Earth is that in the same summer, Eraser came out and has almost the exact same line in it. When Arnold Schwarzenegger crash lands on a car, he looks to a little girl and goes, where am I? And she goes, Earth, welcome. <laughs> nice. It's like a month later and the same line came out. But it's also like he's he's so pissed and he's so angry. And then he's just like, welcome to Earth, bam. And you're like, yay, yeah, punch the alien in the face. <laughs> now, did he punch him in the shoulder or the face? I, I, it it's did, right in the face. It's like, right, it's right yeah, in that right, like, right the, the, the face, face. The, fra- the framing seemed like it felt 
they cut quick enough. I was like, wait, was it's, it the face or the shoulder? Of, it's more of the head. The head? Okay. Punches him right And apparently head. knocked it out long enough that the scientists were like, Do we should, should we sedate him? Nah, he's fine. No, he's, <laughs> he's definitely out. That's a hell of a punch. <laughs> this is why he got his job at the Men in Black. He can punch the <laughs> shit out of aliens. My uh, favorite quote is uh, from Jeff Goldblum because it's a quote from this movie and Jurassic Park. Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> Uh, mine is also from Will Smith very close after Welcome to Earth which is when he's going through the desert and he's very mad at the alien and kicks him and he goes I could have been at a barbecue excellent line <laughs> mine's a which is why would he be at a barbecue on the 2nd of July it's the weekend he's getting, he's I know. guess that's true you know he was probably planning to, to or celebrate maybe he's the just stressed out in that moment yeah, he's I just mean, stressed no. out and maybe he's just saying things he could have been doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not I even could, supposed to be here today watching yeah. my cat yeah <laughs> mine is really short it's when they talk about the codes that Jeff Goldblum figured out and then they leave the scene just hanging there for a second and then Brent Spiner pops in and he's like what's this about codes? <laughs> <laughs> he just pops in almost from like the side of the frame and I was like it's, it, I like, the, like those those moments are funny to me and I like that it's a very good moment <laughs> what's this also, about codes? that's also very close it's either before or right after that the uh this is what we like to call the freak show <laughs> the freak never mind <laughs> no one's laughing yeah Tom, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the one that stuck out to me this time, not when I was a kid. Uh, just uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad going, uh, you know, all you need is love. John Lennon, smart guy. Yeah. Shot in the back. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeff Hirsch. Jeff Hirsch is one of my favorite Like, it really was ever. just a dad moment. Yeah, yeah. I love, too, like, how uh, Jeff Goldblum's character uh, is just the smartest fucking dude on the planet. He's done all these great things, yeah. and his dad's still like, eh, you could do better. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted that out, and like Your somebody potential. was just like, welcome to being Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so today's review system, I think, will be easy, but we'll see. Uh, just straight-up disaster films. Any and all will totally work. You, you look like you have one locked and loaded. That is Armageddon, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, timeless, in a way. Sure. Still dated, but timeless. Uh, always about the scrappers overcoming every the odds to save the planet. Uh, and just so much fun on repeat. It's so ridiculous, but you want to watch it over and over. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be a little bit weird because this is not a great film, but I think it compares well to this movie because I think it's one of the last good disaster films that we had, uh, but a lot of people hated it, which was too bad. I'm going with Poseidon. Um, it was, if okay. you saw it, it was fine. It was the remake, not the Poseidon Adventure. I'm talking about Poseidon oh. with the current cruise liner and uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell's in it and I think Emmy Russell's in it. And it was one of those movies where it's just like, this is a great just turn your brain off and have a blast watching <laughs> these special effects and these crazy action sequences and that sort of stuff happen. But the thing that I liked about Poseidon that I also liked about Independence Day and why I'm relating them is because they actually felt like they had real characters in it. Like they might, they might not be the best written movie ever, but everybody in Poseidon actually has like a reason to be there a goal and what they like, they actually have things to do and things to talk about. And the movie might not be great, but I like that they actually spent time making characters in the movie, uh, much like Independence Day did. Um, I'm going to go with Deep Impact. I mentioned it earlier, and it Deep Impact is the worst. No, it's, it's, it's not a great <laughs> movie, but there's a couple things where it's like it, they both start with a, a dorky kid finding something bad's coming, right? And that they have their character moments that like they spend time on them for good or bad, quality aside. Each one has their own character moments that we'll stick with you. Like, like Tia Leone and like them just standing at the beach as the tidal wave comes in. It's like, it's fine. But like they, they put some time into that. There's those little moments they put time into. They put a lot of time into it. Yeah. The movie's like three hours long. Yeah. They put nothing but time into that movie. Yeah. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, it is interesting how the 
characters at the beginning of this movie that discover the signal, and one of them is actually a pretty important character actor. Never come back. Never come back. Yeah. Not even once. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to say Twister because it's the only other natural disaster movie from the 90s that I really enjoy. Also out in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> and was my choice for the blockbuster battle. Yeah. Mm. Fucking 1996, man. Yeah. I'm serious. Go look it up. So many movies. Mm. Emily? Uh, I mean, uh, Battleship. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love Battleship. I love Independence Day. I feel good after watching both of those movies. Uh, if they're on, I will watch them. Like, it's a channel serving, oh, shit, it's Independence Day, or it's Battleship. I'll stop and watch it. I'm under no delusions that Battleship's a good movie, where Independence Day, I feel like, is. It does mm-hmm. have Eric Northman in it, yeah. getting wet. It, it does. Uh, it does. Everyone gets it does. wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and a legless man boxing right, an alien. Right, right. <laughs> Seriously, that's right. amazing. It's <laughs> incredible. And he kicks Lieutenant ass. Nice. He you kicks know, the alien's ass. I really like yeah. it when people box aliens. I mean, it happens in Mars Attacks, too. Yeah, I love that. It's a great <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Turns out I just have a thing for people boxing so, aliens. So maybe so. they made it. That's what your solution's going to be. So here, box them! <laughs> what if we have a movie where it's like aliens versus kangaroos? Or, or watch the shit out of that. <laughs> right, let's, let's write a movie. Like, it's like Raging Bull, but with aliens. Yeah, I'd totally watch that. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck, I even like... Uh, Space Jam, but yeah. boxing. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> We're going to be a new writing team. It's just aliens and boxing. So all our movies will have that element. Like, even like uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan. I love that movie. Has a boxing so sequence at the end. So why haven't we seen Real <laughs> Shit, I just like then. boxing. I, I saw Real Steel. You saw Real Steel? I saw it opening oh, okay, weekend. Are you kidding mind. me? I didn't see Have Real robots Steel. boxing. The, the next Rocky movie is w- aliens come down. He's like, I'll box you to, like, to, for independence or something. <laughs> for, I don't know, independence. Whatever, get in the ring. I'm not going to improv. Shut up. Uh, okay, so it's time for plugs, 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 plugs. Uh, but stick around after plugs to find out what other alien movie deserves a 20-year or whatever year sequel to it. That's the question after plugs. So plugs for us. You can find us on Facebook at After the Hype, on Twitter at ATH underscore podcast, and just regular ATH podcast everywhere else in the internet verse. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at YBrianY and uh, Instagram at CensorLord, Censor spelled with a Z, not an S. John? Uh, I'm Movie Guy John on most social sites. Tom? Um, Ford Ian Slip on most social sites. And if you want to check- spell that, just to be sure. Uh, it's my last name, F O R D, with the uh, someone else's name, I A N, uh, and then S L I P. Okay. Emily, where can people find you? Uh, well, Chicks Who Script is the podcast. I'm available at the Emily Blake on Twitter. I tweet a lot. And, uh, you know, guys, watch Prison Break when it comes out because it's going to be fucking tits. <laughs> and I, I will give another shout out to Chicks Who Script. It's an excellent podcast. Highly Thank recommend you. it. Uh, Chewy9 on all the important things. All one word spelled out with an I-E for Chewy. And go watch uh, Drunk History Season 4 when it comes out. When does it come out? Do you know? Actually, I don't. But pay attention, because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> keep you did your, a great keep job. your ear to the ground, and yeah. then yeah. watch <laughs> Drunk History when it comes out. Uh, we won't tell you when it comes out, either. So you're, you have to be on the ball with this. <laughs> yeah, this is all on you. <laughs> so Drunk History you... really is one of those shows that, like, you just, you see it reappear in your schedule, and you're like, oh, shit! Oh, God! You know what? I'm Sorry. two episodes behind, damn it! <laughs> That's kind of how animation does their release schedule for cartoons. It's like, oh, yeah. it's suddenly on. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally how uh, Venture Brothers does it. Oh, yeah. fuck, Venture Brothers is back. Uh, okay, so Alien Movie that re- deserves a sequel. I bet you can all guess where I'm going. Mars Attacks. <laughs> all right. Uh, I love the first Mars Attacks movie. I realize that it's not totally great. I would totally take Tim Burton and just tell him to leave. Just go away. And I'd give it to somebody like Edgar Wright or Joss Whedon. Somebody who could have a lot of fun with it and just totally take the thing that made those cards so good, which they are campy, violent, and over-sexualized and just crazy bullshit 
and give it to somebody who can make one of those movies and make a sequel that's totally not related to the first one, but will be still two, not a reboot, because I'm fucking tired of reboots, but I realize that's where I, the world I live in now. Uh, for, for me, it'd be uh, My Favorite Martian, but as told by Edgar Wright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we're giving him a lot of jobs. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, he needs to have more jobs. He, he does. Um, I would do Flight of the Navigator. Ooh, nice choice. Because uh, I just love that type of story about essentially two different beings growing up together but in an incredibly awkward and terrible way <laughs> um and i think i would have it directed by i forgot his name he did all those uh, stop animation oh, was movies it edgar right no the stop animation <laughs> movies that are creepy not stop animation the like christmas carol zemeckis yes yeah, robert zemeckis, robert zemeckis <laughs> direct the sequel to flight of the navigator because I think he would give it all that charm that it needs, but be able to capture you know, the charm. Because that movie's really charming if you ever go back and it watch it. It is super charming. <laughs> Hashtag oh, charming. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Emily, do you have one? Oh, shit. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say E.T., but Independence Day, I think, is a sequel to E.T., so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> a crossover yeah. sequel. The only thing I could come up with was The Breakfast Club. I don't know. I, I panicked. I don't know how that's an alien movie, but if that's the way you feel about those people, then the I'll take it as an answer. The adults. Adults are aliens. The Breakfast Club, but with aliens directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. I'll watch shit out of that. No. Boxing. Yes. With boxing. Oh, now I've already bought a ticket. <laughs> Three of them. So thank you again, everybody, to be on. Thank you. Special thanks to Emily and Tom for coming out. And bye. Bye. So long, goodbye. In one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs>